Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. So let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR. 106.5 FM AM 740 TV10 streaming live on the TV10 Facebook page as well as at WRNR underscore sports on Twitter. Spencer Puenick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin. Happy to have you with us as a show sponsored in part by Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. I didn't do that twice, did I? No. Okay. Yeah. For some reason, I thought I did that twice. Uh, but happy to have you with us here on this Friday afternoon in the Eastern Panhandle. Uh, a lot to get into today. Uh, talk some high school baseball action from last night. Preview our matchup tonight. Talk about other games in the EPAC going on this weekend. We'll talk NBA playoffs. A couple series, first-round series we were able to finish last night. And the NFL draft first round last night. A lot of moves, including moves from uh, both of the teams that uh, us in here like. And uh, then we'll have a special guest at 12.30, correct? 12.30? He'll be on at 12.30. Joe Smelter. What is he? Smeltzer. Smeltzer, excuse me. He's with Nittany Sports Now. We'll talk to him about the uh, Washington Commanders pick there. And uh, Dotson, who was a receiver from Penn State. And Joe's also a uh, Steelers fan. So we can have that uh, point of view on for their pick of uh, Kenny Pickett from Pitt. There you go, but let's get right into it today. We'll talk about Martinsburg's matchup last night on senior night. Uh, so many things happened during this ball game last night. Like like when I was doing the morning news this morning uh, for sports, I didn't want to sell the game short. So I might have gone on a little longer about it, but it was a 6 nothing victory in a, against Hampshire, a regional battle last night. It was senior night. Senior DJ Triggs got the start on the mound and went six strong innings, only giving up two hits, striking out seven. Fellow senior Joe Paulson, who'd been playing the field after getting hurt earlier in the season, uh, made his return to the mound after battling injuries and pitched the final inning to close the door, not giving up a hit and striking out one. The game got started off with a bang as Hudson Clement hit a single to lead it off, and then he stole second, which tied him. Uh, let me get this paper out. Tied him with that was a record set for a single season on stolen bases that was set in 1983 by Todd Brown and Chris Fink and. It was, again, reached in 2013 by Curtis Miller. And then the couple moments later, after Coach Byler kind of just said, you know, sell it down, you'll get more opportunities tonight, he was aggressive again on the base pass, and he stole third, and uh, that steal of third got him 37 on the season, which is a new single-season record of Martinsburg High School. And something pretty cool happened. They took the bait. They took third base out. And they gave it to him, and I can confirm uh, as we were clean, packing up a little bit last night, he did walk out of P.O. Faulkner with the base. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, standing there on the third base side, I was able to hear like kind of the, uh, I guess, side st- conversation yeah. about the potential stolen base. And uh, once he got the second, Coach Byler said, I'm giving him the green light to steal third, so get that base ready because they had to get the replacement <laughs> yeah. base ready for Hudson. And uh, just amazing. I mean, 37 37- of 37 stolen bases that's pretty much unheard of i don't know how many other high schoolers are doing that uh i mean i know 
it is obviously a little bit easier to steal a base at high school, but I mean, 37 of them in a row is crazy to not get thrown out once that shows your speed shows your talent uh and a reason why he is a division one athlete i mean hudson clement uh incredible football player and a really good baseball player and uh great achievement for him and overall just a, a good win for martinsburg last night it seems like this team uh the hitting is really clicking at the right time for the bulldogs which i'm sure we'll get into but uh last two games they're swinging a hot bat they're finding ways to get a lot of production from everybody in the lineup and that could uh can if that can continue the martinsburg is going to be looking at a good run here in sectional yeah here is the call last night around avery newport getting his first play-by-play opportunity here's the call with the third steal of third base clement going for it over at third base ball gets away from charlton as it rolls into the outfield so clement there he tied the record, stealing first from second, and now they're going to the count base. it as another I think they're taking the base. base off for him. They are taking the they base are. off for him. Hudson there Clement. He, he now has the steals record at Martinsburg High School for a single season. And he now holds that record. There was the call from the broadcast last night, and uh, you talk about the hitting there, Nick. Isaiah Morris stayed hot at the plate going two for four. He had three RBIs. Uh, they had a total team total of six on the night, so all six runs were score, were RBIs. Uh, you got uh, the three from Isaiah Morris, and uh, you got one from Canby, one from Lupus, one from Ziddle, and that's back-to-back games for Ziddle with an RBI hit as he continues to emerge here at the end of the season. Uh, Joe Paulson, who was playing right field, went two for two in the ball game. Uh, Hudson went one for two. He had a walk. Uh, Lupus went, or Camby went two for three, and Lupus went one for three. Uh, but uh, to see the return of Joe Paulson on the mound was a, a pretty big thing. There were so many storylines to cover in this game last night. Oh, uh, we're gonna. We didn't get a chance to figure out who we're going to talk to at the end of the game we ended up talking to dj triggs who had the start on senior day on the mound pitched a pretty good game able to get out of jams at times uh when he was there with with two outs and uh ended up talking to him and uh didn't have a chance to talk to clement we're going to try to get him in here today but he's taking a test right now so uh we'll talk to him pregame a little bit uh so we'll make some time during the pregame show to talk to him and uh air that during the pregame show uh but Great hitting, timely hitting the dogs need here as they hit, get that home stretch in before the voting and before the end of the regular season. And you mentioned DJ Triggs, too. I mean, pitching well, definitely deserving of our player of the game last night. Uh, a real confidence builder for him. So this team seems to be getting healthy at the right time. They're hitting the ball well. Caleb Edwards was able to play at, at the plate last night, get a hit. So he's close to being back to 100%. Uh, and having him in the lineup is a huge part of this team because even though it's limited at bats, I think he's second in batting average uh, if, if you count him. So, yeah, and that's one thing I asked Coach Byler last night was, you know, I was looking at the stats yesterday, and he hasn't hit in probably four weeks, I want to yeah. say, since the beginning of April, I, I believe. And he has a, you know, pretty good batting average. And, you know, I, I talked to him and it kind of seemed like he picked up right where he left off hitting wise. And, you know, he said he's was probably able to, uh, you know, get back in the lineup, uh, you know, playing the field and hitting wise, but they wanted to give him a few more days because he'll be on the bump tonight for the start. And uh, they wanted that, you know, big EPAC game for him. And as he's going every seven days, uh, but, you know, 
at, you get Paulson back, which was definitely a surprise. We kind of knew on Thursday, we got an indication that he was pitching again. Uh, but it looked like Zittle was going to come in in the seventh inning. And then, all you know, you texted us and said, Paulson's over there. And uh, I was kind of shocked. And so was Tripp. And Tripp had been, you know, kind of in the know about some of this. And he thought it was just a little bullpen, a little rehab bullpen. That's what but I had figured. But he came on the mound and kind of yeah. shocked everybody. And, and I he don't pitched know, really well. I don't know if he'll be able to get back to pitching a, a start. Yeah. But if he can be a closer for this team, I mean, you have a weapon like that. I mean, that's a really good arm to bring out. And with that, you, you could him. possibly see Morris become a starter instead of a closer. Yeah, so you have a lot of options. I would not be surprised pitchers. if they swapped places in yeah. Martinsburg. But as you said earlier, Nick, this team's really peaking right now. And if you're a Bulldog fan, that's exactly what you want to see because Tuesday is the voting for the seeding come uh, regionals here and then next week and a half or so so the bulldogs are looking uh really good so far and i still think they have a really tough challenge tonight against musselman because yeah musselman we're gonna get into that in is a second here looking Colin. really good as well but huge congratulations to hudson 37 for 37 when we talked to coach cooper last week down in myrtle beach and he let us know that he was getting close to the record we all knew that he most likely was going to break it but now with a few games left, he could shatter that record if he wanted to. Yeah, definitely. And I want to give some quick congratulations to Caleb Edwards, Joe Paulson. Uh, they were uh, recipients of the National High School Baseball Coaches Association Academic All-American Awards. Uh, if there's any other EPAC players or any other coaches, anybody listening that knows of any other EPAC players, let us know and we'll shout them out on the radio. I uh, was just given this information last night. Uh, so if there are anybody else, we'll, we'll shout them out. Uh, but now let's kind of get into the matchup tonight Musselman they took a tough loss last night to Virginia uh, 5A power Stonebridge 8 to 4 Stonebridge is a very big program there in northern Virginia uh, but they're coming back tonight the Bulldogs will host them for an EPAC showdown it's Hall of Fame night at, at P.O. Faulkner Park we'll have the game for you with special airtime on 610 and at 630 we will have the whole Hall of Fame induction ceremony with first pitch set for 7 p.m. Uh, Musselman tonight is going to trot out Dylan Stevens to the mound who's had a pretty good last few outings for the Appleman and uh, it should be a good game tonight yeah Musselman was this close to beating Jefferson the yeah. other day. I mean, they had they had a they had a lead. They had a good pitching performance from Hartman on the mound, and they just had some things not go their way toward the end of the ball game. So you can't overlook this Musselman team. They are solid. Stevens is a great pitcher for them. This should be a low scoring game again with Caleb Edwards taking the mound for Martinsburg. They just need to clean up a few mistakes that prevent you from knocking off some of these top teams in the EPAC. And I think they can do it, and they can get a win tonight. Uh, it's going to be a competitive game, I would expect. Um, it should be a really good one to tune into on TV 10 tonight and, and listen to on the radio uh, because these are two teams that are fighting for standings. They're fighting for having a better uh, ranking come uh, sectional play. And if Musselman knocks off Martinsburg tonight, it might, it might not be enough to jump a team like Washington or Martinsburg or Jefferson when you look at the overall body of work, but at least gives you the confidence that if you get matched up with them in the sectional, you can knock them off again. And uh, you definitely can't overlook this Musselman team. So it should be a really competitive game. I'm expecting a low-scoring game as well. I do too. It's just, as you said, Stevens will need to have a great outing pitching-wise because – We've seen the past two games. Martinsburg is really hot. 
there at the plate. Their discipline has uh, improved tremendously as well as making contact. The past two games have, uh, last game was 10 hits. The game against Washington, I believe, was 12 hits. Yeah. So that is something that we have not seen for Martinsburg all season long. And here we are now that they're doing that. I expect them to do it again tonight. So you'll not only need a great pitching performance, but a great defensive performance for Musselman. Yeah, definitely. And we'll take a look at other games happening this weekend after tonight's game. Martinsburg will travel tomorrow morning to Greenbrier East for a doubleheader at 12 and 2 p.m. Uh, Jefferson getting a rare opportunity. They're actually right now in Cooperstown, uh, New York at the Hall of Fame. They'll play Pendleton County out of West Virginia, which is only about a two and a half, three hour drive uh, from uh, Shenandoah Junction, but they'll play them at Doubleday Field, the historic Doubleday Field out there. A pretty cool opportunity. They'll play today at 1 and tomorrow at 10 a.m. as part of a little, I believe, high school uh, Cooperstown. Not sure exactly what it's called, but they'll play them one, today at 1 p.m. and tomorrow at 10 a.m. Washington, they are at a three-game tournament at Bridgeport. They'll have a doubleheader today against four at, or at, at four against Bridgeport. Uh, tonight at 7 against Morgantown, they'll play Lincoln County tomorrow at 9 a.m. Spring Mills and Hedgesville. They're having an afternoon game today. Uh, just in about an, a little over an hour, they'll go, go in there from Spring Mills uh, for an EPAC battle. As uh, They'll head down to, I believe, the same tournament. There's a big tournament going on uh, somewhere in the middle part of the, the state, I believe around Clarksburg area, potentially near Bridgeport. As uh, the Eagles take on Phillip Barber tomorrow at 11 and Bridgeport at 3. The Cardinals take on Bridgeport at 1 and Robert Seabird at 4. So a uh, big weekend in EPAC baseball before uh, the final week of regular season play. Yeah, That was know, a lot that I just gave you guys there, but I wanted to give, you know, see where every other team is this weekend. Yeah, a lot of good opportunities for some EPAC teams to play some different teams around the state and uh, potentially see future competition come to the state tournament. Yeah, not only that, but challenging yourself against those in-state opponents will hopefully help benefit you come EPAC time and Yes, it helps playing an EPAC team, getting aware with them, but at the same time, as you said, it helps benefit you because you want to see if you're the one to make it out of the uh, region, how well the rest of the teams around the state are playing, and you want to show that the Eastern Panhandle's the dominant area. All right, there you go. There's your final word there from Colin on the EPAC baseball. Uh, we'll take a two-and-a-half-minute break. On the other side of that break, we'll talk some NFL draft before 12.30 being joined uh, by a, dr- a guy who covers Penn State, Smelter? Jo- Smeltzer. Smeltzer. Said his name wrong. Excuse me. I won't, won't mess that up. Uh, but after this two-minute break, we'll talk some NFL draft before we get into that. The segment sponsored in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. We'll be back in two-and-a-half minutes on today's edition of the Sports Mix. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest-growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. 
Are you at risk for a heart attack or stroke? WV Medicine would like to remind you it's important to recognize the signs and symptoms so you can seek medical attention fast. The acronym FAST stands for F, face drooping, A, arm weakness, S, speech difficulty, and T, time to call 911. If you are having a stroke, get medical attention right away. Immediate treatment may decrease the risk of disability and prevent death. This important message is brought to you by WVU Medicine. On Tuesday, May 10th, thousands of West Virginians are proudly voting for George Miller in the 90th Delegate District because he is the true conservative. George Miller is pro-life, pro-guns, and pro-police. He has the same conservative bedrock values that you do. George Miller is endorsed by West Virginians for Life and the West Virginia Farm Pack. He defends our Second Amendment rights. Because he's one of us, George Miller co-sponsored successful legislation to help reduce overdose deaths. He works hard to bring new businesses and jobs to the 90th Delegate District. George Miller, pro-life, pro-guns, pro-police. In the Republican primary on Tuesday, May 10th, we ask that you consider this true conservative we are proud to call Delegate George Miller. Paid for by Mountain State Values, not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. Don't miss the 7th Annual Great Train Raid at the Martinsburg Roundhouse held April 30th through May 1st. The event will include Civil War historian displays, special music in the Frog Shop, and outside demonstrations of historic weaponry. Entrance fees are $5 for adults, $3 for students, and children under 5 get in free. On April 30th, the event will run from 9.30 to 6 p.m., and on May 1st, it will run from 9.30 to 5 p.m. Raid the Martinsburg Roundhouse on April 30th for this historic event. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this Friday, April 29th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer Pudding for his leaning column, McLaughlin, hanging out with you today. NFL draft round one last night, Trayvon Walker going number one, who was really the consensus number one about five five or so days ago as it had switched a lot. Aiden Hutchinson, two. Derek Stingley, Jr., third. To the Texans, the Lions got Hutchinson. Uh, fourth to the Jets was Sauce Gardner. Fifth to the Giants was Kayvon Thibodeau. Sixth to the Panthers was Akeem Ikwandu. Iquando. I think that's correct. I don't know. Uh, then the Giants again got Evan Neal out of Alabama. Eight, Drake London, the wide receiver out of USC, to the Falcons. The Seahawks at nine got Charlie Cross, the offensive tackle. The Jets again at 10 got Garrett Wilson. Uh, Washington traded their first pick, the number 11th overall pick, to the Saints for the 16th overall pick. And at 11, the Saints got the guy I thought Washington was going to get, Chris Olave, but they traded back. So, obviously, Washington didn't get him that 16. They got it. Along with number 16, they got two picks, the fourth and a fifth round, I do believe. Uh, but they got Jahan Dodson, a wide receiver out of Penn State. We'll learn more about him when we have our guest on here in a few minutes. Um, the Ravens, big trade yesterday. They traded Hollywood Brown to the Cardinals. They got at 14. Uh, they got Kyle Hamilton, the safety, who you wanted in Washington. And... Uh, the Steelers got uh, who everybody's been predicting here for about a month or so, Kenny Pickett out of Pittsburgh. Uh, besides that, I mean, it kind of 
Ravens picked again at 23. Oh, yeah, you're right. They did pick at 23. 25, they traded the 23rd. Yeah. So they got Tyler Linderbaum, a center out of Iowa, and the final pick in the first round to the Vikings, Lewis Sign, a safety. So a few safeties went in the first round. Uh, A lot of defensive linemen, edge rushers, and a few wide receivers. You guys happy with that Washington pick? I think it's a little bit of a reach, personally. I think it's a reach. I think you would have rather had. I, I mean, I get the adding more picks, right? But Alave at eleven, perfectly there for you. You need somebody to go along with McLaurin, but does Dotson do that? I mean, Curtis Samuel going to be healthy this I guess year? We'll have I mean, to wait we'll have to and, wait and find out. I, I wasn't much of a follower of Penn State. I know. Joe is and I texted him last night as soon as they picked Dots and he said he's a beast and for what I know is he's going to be a slot receiver guy so hopefully that can benefit Washington a little bit and he's a fast guy so hopefully that helps as well you always love speed but I I was kind of at first all right with the trade because obviously as you said more picks that should be beneficial but then I was like, all right, you still got your guys on the board. Hopefully they fall. And each guy that everybody was saying, let's get for Washington from that 11th pick to the 16th pick all vanished. And it seems like that is what was the reason why uh, Washington went with Donson. It was kind of their, you know, not plan A, not plan B, maybe not even plan C. So hopefully he still works out, but. It just kind of went unfortunate for them. They had to take the risk. I liked the risk and still like the trade, but I was really shocked with the Ravens. What do you think about the Ravens, Nick, here quickly before we got to hit the break? Well, I think Hollywood Brown supposedly went it out of Baltimore, and he was already in Arizona. They had already made this trade before draft night, so uh, it just hadn't been announced. And, I mean, if he wanted out, obviously there's not much you can really do about it. They get, I think, with their two draft picks – the two top players on the board they got tremendous value with those picks potentially guys that uh could be the two of the top 10 players out of this draft class so i think when you look at it that way uh you know i think baltimore did a good job of its picks now they though have a new hole at wide receiver even though those two positions really weren't i guess the biggest needs on the football team i think they still addressed and got two guys that will start for them week one which is really all you want out of your draft picks so I like what the Ravens did uh, in that sense, but obviously concerned about wide receiver. Uh, but we'll see what happens here. Never know what's going to happen with all these receivers that seem to be trading. Round two tonight, I do believe uh, it was actually a third and a fourth round pick from the Saints. So Washington has a 47th overall pick tonight from the Colts, the 98. It's the third, second and third tonight, right? Yes. So they also have the 98th from the Saints. And then tomorrow they'll have two fourth-round picks, 113, 120, 120 being from the Saints, one sixth-round pick at 189, and two seventh-round picks, uh, one at 230 and then one at 240 from the Eagles through the Colts. So that's from the uh, trade, the quarterback trade there for Wentz. But that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by our Sydney's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living. It is family-owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hack Wilson Way. You can go to Orsinis.com for more. After this two-minute break, we joined by Joe Smeltzer to uh, discuss this Jahan Dodson draft pick by the Washington Commanders as he covers Penn State. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break. You're tuning in to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. 
Hi, my name's Corey, and I'm I'm here at Orsini's in beautiful Martinsburg, West Virginia. We no longer specialize in only appliances. We have kitchen design, countertops, cabinets, flooring, and even a new 1,200 square foot sleep studio with brands such as Stearns and Foster, Sealy, and Tempur-Pedic. 304-267-7251-360 Heck Wilson Way in Martinsburg. We price match the big box stores and we give back to our local community. Orsini's.com Now's the time to talk with John's Pool Supplies about opening your pool. Or maybe it's time for a new above-ground or in-ground pool. John's Pool Supplies, 237 Eagle School Road, has over 30 years of experience and a large selection of products, services, and supplies for your pool or hot tub. From custom liner installation and pool inspection to free water testing, call John's Pool Supplies at 304-267-2000. JohnsPoolSupplies.com. Every parent with a child entering pre-K through seventh grade, we invite you to consider Airborne Christian Academy. Enrolling your student in a Christian school, it's never been more affordable. With a WV Hope Scholarship offering $4,300 per year per student. And if you've been hoping for alternative ways for your child to flourish academically while remaining true to your faith, we want to partner with you. Check out all the details at airborne.church forward slash school. Safety doesn't come from owning a gun. It's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 Inwood helps you build your safety skills with our Defensive Handgun 2 course taught by NRA certified instructors. You must have already completed the basic handgun course as a prerequisite for this course. Valley Guns 2 will conduct this course on May 14th. All defensive courses will be held at the training center in Bloomery, West Virginia. To register and find out more, visit valleyguns2.com. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. With the 16th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Washington Commanders select Jahan Dotson, wide receiver, Penn State. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Rated WRNR and TV 10. Talk a little draft, specifically Commanders, picking Jahan Dotson at number 16 after trading back uh, and losing out on another receiver, Chris Olave, out of Ohio State as the Saints picked him up with the draft pick they traded. We're now joined on the phone by Joe Smeltzer. He covers Penn State, I believe, for Penn State. What is it? Penn? says right there on the TV. Oh. Penn State Sports Now or Nittany, Nittany Sports, Sports now. now? Excuse me. He covers them. And uh, welcome to the program, Joe. How are you doing today? I'm doing quite well. How are you? We're doing good here. Uh, Washington, guy a receiver. Not the receiver that Colin and I thought would be potentially a receiver, but a pretty good receiver there out of Penn State who is a, a speed guy as well. 
He is a speed guy, but what Jahan Dawson's best known for is his hands and his ability to catch the football. You don't see Dawson drop on many balls or make mistakes that way. He's very fundamentally sound. He'll catch the ball, and then, um, as you mentioned with the speed, once he catches it, he can run pretty far with it, and he's explosive. And also explosive in the punt return game at times, too. He ran a kickback for Penn State against Michigan State in 2020 at Beaver Stadium. So he's a guy that can do a lot of things. He can catch the football. I think his main strength is catching the ball. And then, as you mentioned, he can run with it pretty well, too. So a pretty complete uh, receiver and player, I think, the commanders are getting in Jahan Dawson. Hey, Joe, this is Nick Verzellini. Uh, a lot of people are saying that this pick is a, is a uh, reach for where Washington took him. Uh, do you agree with that statement, or do you think this is a good value pick for uh, the commanders? I think it might be a reach slightly. You know, going back uh, into the draft, I never filled out an official mock draft. And if I had to guess, I thought Dawson would have gone somewhere in the early to mid, maybe even late 20s to a team like Green Bay or Kansas City. But thinking about it, a lot of uh, places, I think the most common uh, ranking I saw with Dawson in the draft prospects was number six, and he was the fifth receiver taken. Uh, so not really too much of a reach. I think the common expectation was that once one receiver was taken, so the first one being Drake London from USC, once that first receiver went on, a, on the board, uh, they'd start falling, and they did start falling with the two Ohio State guys and then uh, Dawson being the fifth receiver taken. So in short, he was projected as the sixth receiver and ended up being the fifth receiver taken. So maybe a little earlier than expected at 16, but I think overall uh, not really too much of a reach now. Hey, Joe, it's uh, Colin. Thank you for uh, coming on here to the Sports Mix with us. Uh, Will Dotson make an impact immediately? Washington wanting a wide receiver number two to go in to the season with uh, alongside Terry McLaurin. Can he be that guy that uh, Washington fans are hoping he is? Oh, absolutely, 100%. Um, you know, a receiver isn't like a quarterback where you have a quarterback only one guy can start. There can be three guys starting uh, in a receiving quarter. So I think Dawson's going to play right away. Um, a lot of his impact, of course, with any receiver will depend on the quarterback. So how well Carson Wentz is able to adjust to Washington will uh, impact uh, Jahan Dawson and the rest of that group for better or worse. But Jahan Dawson has kind of fried in the past few years on not ideal circumstances, which um, I think comparing uh, the Washington Commanders to Penn State, Penn State hasn't had great success the past two years, being 11 and 11, excuse me, total. But Jahan Dawson has had great individual success. A lot of people say Carson Wentz isn't the best quarterback. A lot of people say the same about Penn State's quarterback, Sean Clifford, and Dawson still had great success. So I think Dawson is used to kind of those not-ideal circumstances, obviously, as anybody who played in that pandemic uh, college football season in 2020 would be. Um, So I think he'll start right away. And I think, as I said, it's going to depend a lot on Carson Wentz, but I would expect him to make an impact uh, pretty quickly for Washington. And you bring up Carson Wentz there, and uh, now he's got two deep ball options and Curtis Samuel as well. Uh, you know, obviously not a forte to talk about the commanders, but uh, how much do you think uh, do you think Dotson will add to the ability to have a big air raid offense? 
I think he'll add, and I think uh, what he'll give them is a steady presence. Um, looking at uh, an analysis done by uh, Mark, uh, Matt Hartman, excuse me, here's a college uh, NFL draft insider, um, he broke it down on a site called Recession Perception, said that Dawson had the best hands in the draft, which I alluded to before, um, lowest uh, drop rate in the draft, fourth in contested catches, so he's able to make those uh, combat catches, as Steelers coach Mike Tomlin calls them. Uh, contested, not afraid to take a hit and hold on to the ball. He's also very good in zone coverage, so he can do well uh, on one-on-one uh, in man or if the other team runs his zone defense. He can beat the zone 96 percentile success rate, according to Harmon. And then uh, Harmon's uh, player comp is uh, Doug Baldwin, who obviously has had a lot of success for the Seattle Seahawks over the past decade. So, uh, yeah, to answer your question, uh, obviously I'm not an expert on the commanders, but I think the type of player that Dawson is, he's a very complete player. Undersized, he's under six feet, um, which is undersized. Uh, but I won't worry too much about that because of how well he plays the game, how high his football IQ is, and how fundamentally sound he is. So I think really no matter what team he uh, would have went through in this draft, he would have fit in with his offense because he's not you know, a one-trick pony. He can do everything well. So. And, Joe, we know you're a Steeler fan uh, we air a few Steeler games here on the station. So uh, what's your thoughts on the Kenny Pickett pick? Uh, it's funny. So uh, I actually, unfortunately, I had the pick spoiled for me before uh, Franco Harris announced it on television. So I wasn't, I didn't have that jaw-dropping reaction that um, a lot of people did, which um, I felt a little bad about. But uh in the days leading up to the draft, I was reading, um, I think it was Todd McShay reported that there wasn't going to be a quarterback taken before 20. I didn't believe it. I don't think a lot of my uh, Steeler fan friends believed it. Uh, but then you see uh, they're going down. Carolina doesn't take a quarterback. Atlanta, Seattle, they all pass. The Lions trade up. They don't take a quarterback. The Saints have three picks. They don't take one. And then once uh, it got to the 18-19 range, it was pretty clear that the Steelers were going to take Either Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis, and once pick 19 went, I thought it was going to be Willis because that was the common theme was that they were really high on him and he would have been the one they were taking. But then uh, Franco said the name. Uh, the city went crazy. I'm not a Pitt fan, so I didn't have uh, that same enthusiasm, I guess, that my friends who are Pitt fans did. Um, but talking about what Kenny Pickett could do for the team, he's very pro-ready. Uh, almost 24 years old, he's experienced five years of college football experience, and then obviously uh, any college, anybody who follows college football saw what he was able to do with Pitt in that historic season last year. So I think uh, I think he's very pro ready. I don't know if he beats out Mitch Trubisky to start Week One, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's the starting quarterback for the Steelers at some point in 2022. That's what I was going to ask you is that quarterback duel now between uh, Trubisky and Kenny Pickett. Is it going to be much of a competition? Or do you think Tomlin sticks with uh, Trubisky? Uh, it's hard for me to see uh, Trubisky not starting week one. I think for that to happen, Colin, uh, Kenny Pickett would really have to stand out in training camp in the preseason. and Not that he's not capable of doing that. But I also, I'm a little higher on Mitch Trubisky than a lot of people are. I think he's a mobile quarterback. I think he fits into Matt Canada's offense well, which is one of the reasons why the Steelers signed him as a free agent. Uh, he's mobile. Uh, 
exceptionally compared to Ben Roethlisberger or anybody's mobile. But this is going to be year two of the Matt Canada offensive era, and Trubisky's really the first quarterback that can fit into that offense. And, uh, you know, the system is offensive system is really a big thing that would determine any quarterback success. I think Trubisky's a good fit, and I don't think he's going to light the world up. But because I'm a little higher on him than a lot of people are, that, of course, would make it harder for me to see Trubisky not winning that job week one. So we'll see what happens when the season plays out. Maybe it'll be um, a Justin Fields, Andy Dalton situation that the Bears had last year where Fields took over, or a Tyrod Taylor and Justin Herbert, Baker Mayfield. He got beat out by two rookie QBs for the Browns and Chargers, respectively. Maybe it'll be that way. But I think Mitch Trubisky can surprise some people. And for that reason, I definitely see Trubisky starting week one, and uh, we'll see what happens after that. Definitely the first few games for an injury. I think Trubisky is going to be the guy. And final question here, what are some other Penn State guys to look forward to in this draft here as rounds two and three tonight and the rest are tomorrow? Who are some guys you think are going to go off the board in the second and third, maybe even fourth, fifth rounds? Well, talking about uh, the second round, um, I definitely think Jaquan Brister and Arnold Everkeddy are both going to go um, at some point, probably early on in the second round. Brister's the safety, Abiketti's the defensive end. Uh, Brister, I think, next to Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame, who went, at, who went at 14, is as good or better than any other safety in the draft. I think he had first-round value. I think uh, whatever team gets him, is, uh, it's going to be a steal. He has great instinct, high football IQ, um, is very strong, great athletic ability, and he's kind of had to fight his way uh through the JUCO ranks, he was at Lackawanna Community College before he came to Penn State in 2019. So he wasn't a blue chip guy coming out of high school, started at JUCO, worked his way up uh, in Penn State's defensive backrooms, and eventually became one of, if not their best defensive player last season as an All-American. So I think that whatever team gets Brisker is going to be a steal. And then the same with Arnold Abiketti. Arnold Abiketti had a meteoric rise from Penn State um kind of an interesting story with him is he was from Cameroon um, originally and immigrated to the United States at 13, took up football at a high school in Silver Spring, Maryland, went to Temple for four years and then transferred to Penn State uh, as a grad transfer and really kind of became one of the best defensive players in the Big Ten. Uh, so Mel Kuyper actually had Ebiketti going, I think, at 24 in the first round. So whatever team gets him in the second round, I think could get first round value too. So those are two guys I'm definitely focused on. Um, other guys, uh, Rasheed Walker, an offensive lineman, uh, Brandon Smith, a linebacker. Those guys, I think, will definitely go in the third round, if not sneaking into the second. And then Jordan Stout, uh, the last player I'll touch on, he's going to be the top punter selected in the draft. And obviously, punters, um, it's really hard to predict where they're going to go, so they're going to go more to the late round Saturday, if any. So we'll see where Stout ends up. But I think wherever he ends up, he's going to be – the top punters selected in the draft as a Ray Guy Award finalist. Uh, so, yeah, Brister, Ebiketti, Stout, uh, Walker, and Brandon Smith are probably the main names I keep an eye on from Penn State and over today and tomorrow in the rest of the draft. Joe Smelter, Nittany Sports Now writer, our guest. Thanks for coming on and giving us some insight about Dodson and other guys from Penn State that could be drafted. Colin, do you want to say any final words to your friend? Thanks, Joe, for uh, coming on. Keep in touch, and uh, maybe we can get you down here for when uh, the Buckos are in Baltimore. Yep, absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right, thanks for the time, Joe. Have a great day. You too. That was Joe Smeltzer, Nittany Sports Now reporter.
covers the Nittany Lions there, was actually earlier today at the press conference for the new AD, as they named a new AD from, uh, I believe he is from Boston College. Uh, but back to the draft here, back to uh, the pick for Washington here before we hit the break. I got a message last night from a guy I went to high school with who is a Commanders fan. Well, I guess he would say he doesn't like the name, so I don't know if he's a Commanders fan. Washington fan. Yes. He said, Jahan Doc Dotson, Josh Doxson, too similar. I can't do this. <laughs> I think J.P. Finley tweeted that out too, right? I don't know. I just saw it on – he sent me a message last night after uh, – right after the pick, like five minutes after the pick, and I just wanted to show, share, share that with you because I was like, yeah, I, I could see that and how much of a bust he was. Well, I, I hope this guy isn't a bust and that he uh, performs well, and I guess only time will uh, tell for that here. And hopefully rounds two and three – uh, Washington can get some picks for the future as well. All right. Well, rounds two and three are tonight. Or, yeah, rounds two and three tonight. The rest are tomorrow. That'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online or the Axle Auto app. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this three-minute break, we'll wrap things up on today's edition of the Sports Mix, talking NBA playoffs. A couple teams clinched to the second round last night. And uh, we'll talk a little Nats and Orioles and Capitals continuing to uh, not play well at the downstretch of the season tonight, the final game. We'll talk about that after this three-minute break. Continue to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Hagerstown Ford continues to be your leader in car sales up and down the I-81 corridor. We will beat any and all competitors' prices. We've made buying a new car easier than ever with one-day delivery better than Amazon and a return policy better than Walmart. Your satisfaction is our guarantee. If you don't like it, simply return it and we'll come pick it up. No questions asked. Why would you shop anywhere else? At Hagerstown Ford, we take great pride in our community and supporting our local student-athletes. That's why Hagerstown Ford is the official car dealership of Shepard Rams quarterback Tyson Bajant. Our remote buying process has made new car shopping so easy, you'll never even set foot in a dealership. Simply go to HagerstownFord.com and click on the car you want to buy it, or use the Axle Auto app. It's that easy. You can order your new car on any device. Go to HagerstownFord.com and get your new car signed, sealed, and delivered from Hagerstown Ford. Not sure where to go or who to trust with your flooring project? And start with Trips Flooring, proudly serving the area for more than 25 years. Specializing in floor sanding and refinishing, along with installation of new flooring, including hardwood, tile, vinyl, laminate, carpet, and the hottest trend in flooring luxury vinyl, tile, and luxury vinyl plank. Are you on a budget? Check out their warehouse, cash and carry, or call 304-229-7009, or visit them online at tripsfloorsanding.com. Looking for some nightlife? Then look no further. Laddie's Bar and Grill has a full bar and kitchen, pool table, and entertainment with great food at affordable prices. You can dine in or carry out by calling us at 304-263-5233. Laddie's is open Monday through Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 3 a.m. and Sundays from 10 a.m. to 3 a.m. We serve breakfast all day long, and our lunch and dinner specials are posted every day on our Facebook page. So stop on in to Laddie's Bar and Grill, located at 107 Lutz Avenue in Martinsburg. Larry DeMarco team at Modern Realty Results believes buying a new home requires a dedicated team that cares about your needs and concerns. 
our experience team is from the area and we care about this community because it is our home as well. Whether it's a $30,000 home or a $3 million home, we will be hands-on and invested throughout the entire process. Thinking of buying or selling in West Virginia? We've got the tri-state area covered. W. Harley Miller Systems understands the need and desire for reliable and affordable smart home solutions. Secure your home with a security system and keep a close eye on your family. Automate your home with a control force system and have smart technology work as one. Set daily schedules to control your thermostats. Push a button and set the mood for dinner by dimming lights and playing music. Or just sit back and enjoy a movie in your own home theater. Put decades of experience to work for you. Visit us at whmsystems.com or call 304-350-1931. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for Friday, April 29th, 2022, brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You could call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or you can stop by their offices right here in Martinsburg at 1270 Winchester Avenue. Spencer Spuenick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin hanging out with you today. Here's we wrap things up on this edition of the Sports Mix. We'll get into the NBA playoffs. Uh, three first-round series wrapped up last night on Game 6s. We'll start with the top of the night there at 7 p.m., the 76ers. Uh, took down the Raptors 132-97 convincingly there to win the series 4-2 uh, and B with 33 points for the 76ers. Not shocked there. I, di- I saw the score update at one point at halftime, and they were uh, it was pretty tight at halftime, but after that third quarter really kind of just took the game out of the way and uh, it didn't help where the Raptors could only score in the teens in the third and fourth quarter. Uh, but they'll head to the second round. And uh, it should be a good second round with the 76ers in it. Then the Suns took down the Pelicans to win the Series 4-3 after a 115-109 victory. A, a closer one there. And it just big fourth quarter, really big second half, 34-33 and 33 respectively in the third and fourth there for the Suns, outscoring them 27, or outscoring the Pelicans 27-24 and 24 in those periods uh, after they were down by 10 heading into halftime. Yeah, I was... A little bit surprised that Toronto got beat as bad as they did because obviously I said that they would have a good chance to win based on how they had played the last few games yesterday. I had them winning. or So I thought they would win yesterday based on how they had played in the previous games, but obviously uh, James Harden and Joel Embiid were clicking on and were able to uh, play the way they should against a team like Toronto who really doesn't have that star player. They have good players like Van Vliet and Siakam, but they – are missing a, a superstar uh, to carry them in a game like that and uh, got out of hand. And the other games I wasn't too surprised about. I thought Utah would tie it up uh, just because it's been a really competitive series. Well, yeah, I was going to get into that. Uh, the Mavericks got the 98-96 close victory there to close out the series. Uh, so that's kind of wraps up those three games last night. Now I'll give your opinion on it. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't get to that third game. I thought you had mentioned it. No. But anyway, uh, you know, I thought that one would be tied up, but – I think it was too. a competitive series back and forth throughout, so I wasn't too surprised. And then uh, I think we all had Phoenix winning. So, Yeah, I, I did say yesterday, though, that if Philly was going to win the series, they needed to win game six because after allowing a team to tie up 3-3, I feel like that just 
all the pressure in Philly would have been on them. But credit to them, they dominated that second half, and it seemed like Toronto just fell apart. So that'll be an interesting series between the 76ers and the uh, Heat now there in the East semifinals. And uh, yeah, as you said, Suns was no surprise, but a little bit of surprise there that the uh, Jazz was unable to get the win at home. But now, still got one uh yeah one final first round game round one. grizzlies at timberwolves tonight and i got That's you David on 9 Wood. i see your comment on there on facebook i'll root for me, your wolves let me get to that 9 p.m espn game six memphis leads the series there over the timberwolves three to two memphis favored in this one by one and a half a road game uh if john morant plays like he did the other night i think it's a done deal but if he doesn't then i think the I timberwolves may come a, back what two point win one point win but if he plays like that and takes over the game, I think yeah. it's hard for them to win, even though they're at home. But I think they have. If he doesn't play like he did, they got a shot at home. Yeah, I'm going back and forth on this one in terms of where I'm leaning for who's going to win. Uh, I feel like I've picked the Memphis every single time we've been on the air. Yeah. So for David Wood, give me the Timberwolves tonight. The least make Wood. it force a game seven. All right, game one of the semifinals starts on Sunday. Uh, one game, I believe, scheduled the Bucks and the Celtics. Game one, that series starts there. Boston favored in game one at home by four and a half. I know Collins taking Boston by four and a half. If there's a game seven for this series that we just talked about, it'll be on Sunday at 3.30 p.m. But if not, I believe there's going to be only one game. I'd like Celtics in six, but I think it's going to be Celtics in seven. This is going to be a really good series between the Bucks and Boston. All right, Continue the revenge tour. I think Boston could could potentially win this series. Boston I think, in seven. I think Bucks going to make it seven. I think yeah. it's going to take seven, but I think the Celtics could win it. Yeah, I would agree. I think Boston or I think Milwaukee's going to win in seven. So I guess I disagree. But it takes seven games. You agreed that it'll take seven games. Yeah, but I thought it would go seven games last time, and Boston it swept. went four. So <laughs> what do I know? All right. Well, we've got a couple minutes left. Nick, you have any, you have a shout out to give? Yeah, I got to shout out our uh, our bestie Kylie Johnson for tuning in. There you go. Uh, well appreciated. Definitely appreciated. Now let's get into the Capitals. They lost again last night, 5-1. They got one more game in the se- in Colin. their season. What, Colin? I'll tell you later. We've got a minute before the outro runs. Nope. Uh, good. Caps lost 5-1 last night. They finish out the season tonight in Madison Square Garden. No Ovechkin again last night. be hard to see if he plays tonight. I didn't really pay attention to the game last night because – uh, we were broadcasting a game, so I didn't really get a chance to see who even started the net for the Caps. I would assume it was Vanacek. I don't know. I, I, I didn't really watch because I didn't yeah. expect much from them. Uh, yeah, but they'll play tonight to finish out the season. If Penguins lose, that's what I'm, I was yeah. going to get to. That if the Penguins lose, which they probably won't because it's against Columbus. If the Penguins lose and the Caps win, or the Caps take it to overtime. I believe they jumped the Penguins because they'd be tied if they took it to overtime. And I believe they've won the season series against the Penguins. Okay. So they would win with the tie because the Penguins at 101 and the Caps at 100 points here. Final game of the series. You mentioned the Penguins. They play the Columbus, Columbus Blue yeah. Jackets. So. Uh, so that'll be an interesting one. Nats are out west for a three-game trip. Starts tonight at 10-15. We'll get into that broadcast. And then tomorrow at 4.05 and Sunday at 4.05, 3.35 pregames. What do the Orioles got going on here with the final got minute? Boston at home. And Kyle Bradish is making his debut yes. for the Working team. So tonight. Kind of the 
uptrend toward the future in terms of the prospects starting to come up for the O's. So yep. that'll be uh, exciting. Hopefully, pitch as well. All right. Well, that'll do it for this segment of the. Or excuse me. This sh- this, this entire show of the sports mix. Uh, thanks to Joe Smeltzer, Nittany Sports Now writer, for coming on talking about the Commanders pick there of Jahan Dotson at sixteen. Uh, but we'll have another show on Monday. But tune in tonight to some EPAC Baseball Martinsburg Hall of Fame night. We'll have a special airtime of 6.10 p.m. And we'll take the whole ceremony uninterrupted at 6.30 and the first pitch just after 7. And then tonight following that, we'll have the Nats at 10.15. But that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Priest saying so long. Tune in tonight at 6.10 or Monday at 12.08 to hear the recap. 